0: 2023 four-star and top ten quarterback for this current cycle, Dylan Lonergan, out of Brookwood High School in Snellville, Georgia, has committed to Alabama over Stanford and South Carolina. What happened in his recruiting process that led to this point, and where do the Gamecocks go for here at quarterback? I'll discuss that today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Are locked On Gamecocks. Your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to another quick reaction video on the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. Your show, For daily headlines and potential storylines and your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams, I am your host as always, Andrew Lyon. And as I mentioned at the opening, Dylan Lonergan, a highly touted four-star quarterback out of Georgia, has committed to Alabama over both Stanford and South Carolina. So, You may be thinking to yourselves, for those of you who follow recruiting closely, after South Carolina led for the majority of this recruitment, what all happened at the end that led to Lonergan picking Alabama? What certain circumstances led to this final point? And where could South Carolina go from here for the 2023 recruiting cycle regarding quarterback recruiting? I'll be going into all of that. On today's short reaction podcast and video. But before I get into all that, real quickly, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash lockdown college. Terms and conditions apply. So to start off this reaction to Dylan Lonergan's commitment to Alabama, I want to dispel A few notions or misnomers that have trickled out there, whether it is on social media or it has spread throughout the grapevine of South Carolina's fan base, or maybe it's going to be a perception from a national standpoint of this recruitment. So I want to start off with the biggest false narrative for Dylan Lonergan committing to Alabama from a national perspective more so than a South Carolina perspective, and that is that Alabama swooped in at the last minute in this recruiting battle. Otherwise, meaning that Bama basically decided to take Lonergan just to take him. That is not the case Whatsoever. And I can say that with 100% certainty based on my conversation with Sports Illustrated's director of recruiting, John Garcia Jr., which took place on my show this past Thursday. If you haven't already seen that episode, I highly recommend that you go back and watch it. And I even made a short clip of just the part where we discussed Dylan Lonergan's upcoming decision. And John Garcia mentioned a couple of interesting tidbits in that conversation. But the biggest thing that I picked up on was that he mentioned that he had a source close to the situation that told him that Alabama actually ranks Dylan Lonergan higher on their quarterback list for the high school recruiting ranks compared to their current quarterback commit, Eli Holstein. So that clearly says that Alabama did not just all of a sudden decide that, you know, well, you know, we have some interest in this kid. We haven't really been pushing for him. But you know something? Now that we especially have missed out on Arch Manning, we're now going to come in here. We're going to take down Lonergan. And they got Eli Holstein not too long before Arch Manning had committed to Texas, which was sort of a telltale sign that Alabama seemed like that they understood where he was leaning at that point and we were going to move on to some other targets. But again, they did not take Lonergan just for the heck of it. Another thing to remember, he took an official visit to Alabama on June 3rd, and while it went well, it didn't seem like, at least from the outside looking in from my viewpoint, that Alabama immediately surpassed South Carolina or Stanford. If that were the case from that official visit, then Dylan Lonergan could have just decided to cancel his official visits to both South Carolina and Stanford and just commit right then and there. Now, of course, if you wanted to get into some conspiracy theories, there is also rumblings of former high school recruits from years past who had actually already committed to a certain school, but took official visits to other schools like they had originally planned just to act as a recruiter for that said school. Now, I'm not going to speculate too far into something like this. It does not seem like to me that this was a case where Lonergan did this in regards to his South Carolina and Stanford visit. But either way, I do have to admit that could be a far-fetched possibility here. So overall, when mentioning all of these points together, it's very clear to me that this was not clear cut and dry. Alabama, just in the span of 48 hours, decided to call up Dylan Lonergan, say, hey, we, have, we gave you an offer a few months back. I know we haven't talked to you very much, but listen, we like your game, we like your potential, and yeah we would we we want you and then all of a sudden, it was just he pretty much forgot about everybody else on his list and decided to commit to Alabama. This is not the case whatsoever. I wanted to make that clear first of all, and then there's a bunch of secondary false narratives with how this recruitment Panned out again, mainly just my opinion on all this. The first one being that the push for Dante Reno from the 2024 recruiting cycle pushed away Dylan Lonergan's interest regarding South Carolina. And this means that Dante Reno is reclassifying for the 2023 cycle. When you take into consideration some of the comments that Dylan Lonergan had made in the past, along with Dante Reno when doing certain interviews, that's just not the case at all. In this situation, as when looking back at an article that was written by Joseph Hastings of On3Sports regarding Dylan Lonergan's official visit, which, by the way, there is a paywall for this article and all the ones I will be bringing up in this video. Dylan Lonergan told Joseph that it didn't matter to him, really, the fact that Eli Holstein was already a part of their class. He was unsure at first when he arrived to Alabama, But they had cleared things up and he wasn't scared of the competition. Dante Reno, likewise, mentioned something similar to this in his article that he did with Jeremy Johnson of On3Sports after he had committed to South Carolina earlier this month. Saying that it basically didn't change anything with him regarding the possibility of Lonergan committing for the 2023 class. And like Lonergan, he embraces competition. So... That's the first point with that misnomer. The second point is there's been no word at all regarding Reno potentially reclassifying that I've at least seen, but I am willing to admit that he does seem like he's wanting to leave that door of possibility open in case he changes his mind and decides to leave high school year early. Now, in just a few moments, I'll go over a couple more secondary false narratives regarding Lonergan's recruitment and how it ended. And discuss maybe where things ended up changing on South Carolina's end that led to him going to Alabama. But before I do so, I have a quick message from our friends over at LinkedIn. Now, as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Myself, being a recent college graduate, I've been able to stay in touch and create a network with many people who are alumni at the University of South Carolina. When you use LinkedIn Jobs, you can create multiple job posts in minutes to reach both your personal network and a worldwide professional network that consists of 810 million people. You can also add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your profile, which helps to find the right people that fit the job description to a T using tools like screening questions to filter through candidates and populate viable choices. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus other leading competitors in the industry. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdowncollege. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, now the second sort of secondary false narrative here regarding Lonergan's commitment is that the staff liked Reno and just didn't prioritize Lonergan as much because of Reno directly. Now, this would not make sense for multiple reasons. Firstly being that if this was the case... Dylan Lonergan would have moved on from South Carolina a long time ago. You got to remember, South Carolina really started to push for Dante Reno in the 2024 class about late March after his first unofficial visit to South Carolina. And from that point on, of course, we heard a lot more smoke and traction regarding Dante Reno's interest and South Carolina's interest in him as well. And if at that point they decided that, you know what, we're going to push all of our chips off of Lonergan and and to Dante Reno, then Dylan Lonergan would not have continued to talk about South Carolina in the light that he did, and he probably still would not have taken an official visit. That just wouldn't make sense. And another point with this is that Lonergan was the staff's QB target for this 2023 cycle. I mean, the only target for this class. No other name has been mentioned anywhere near as much as a serious target. Plus, Dante Reno, as I mentioned earlier at this time, is still a 2024 quarterback, which if South Carolina felt like they were in a good position to take both a quarterback for this class and Dante Reno for the 2024 cycle, why on earth would you risk upsetting the balance there by putting all of your attention towards Dante Reno, who again, as of right now, would be another year down the line in terms of his arrival to Columbia compared to your interest with Lonergate That just doesn't add up at all. Now, the final secondary false narrative that I want to mention real quick is one that only a small faction of the fan base is touting right now. And and I say this and the fact that every fan base has a small portion of fans that unfortunately do think this way. So I want to make it clear, I, this is not aimed towards the majority of you that are listening to this or watching this right now. But the final secondary narrative is that we didn't need Dylan Lonergan in the first place. Now... I will admit, while we maybe don't need a quarterback for the 2023 cycle, and I'll get more into that in just a couple moments, saying that we didn't need Dylan Lonergan anyways is just a way for some of these fans out here to make themselves feel better about the fact that Dylan Lonergan didn't decide that he was going to commit to South Carolina. And to top it all off, y'all, listen, Dylan Lonergan is a really talented quarterback. He has good arm strength. He can throw the ball on target. He is a really good runner, and that especially is showcased in the fact that he is a dual-sport athlete playing both football and baseball. He can handle pressure in the pocket, and he can quicken his release when he needs to, throw on the run outside the pocket, you name it. He's got a lot of tools that he brings to the table. So my overall point with mentioning all these things about Dylan Lonergan is just because Dante Reno is a really good high school quarterback commit that South Carolina has right now. That doesn't automatically mean that Dylan Lonergan and every other guy on the board just stinks. And again, I want to reemphasize, I'm not talking to all of you who are listening to this right now. I'm only talking to the portion of fans that have actually convince themselves that Lonergan is just nowhere near as talented as Dante Reno. I, I can promise you that is not the case whatsoever. So now the question you may be asking yourself is this. So what all happened at the end of Lonergan's recruitment? How come Alabama ended up landing him at the end instead of South Carolina or even Stanford? Well, there's one thing that I have to think of that could have potentially been a deal breaker in at the end of this recruiting Process and that is the baseball side of things. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Dylan Lonergan is a really good baseball prospect. He's even rated by Perfect Game, which is a recruiting metric basically for high school baseball. They rate him as a ten out of ten on the perfect game scale, which is basically being. They think that Dylan Lonergan is a guy who could go on to the minors right now and try to make it to Major League Baseball. That is how good of a player. Dylan Lonergan is on the baseball diamond. Now, when talking to Jeremy Johnson from On3Sports regarding his official visit to South Carolina, Lonergan mentioned that he didn't get to see much of the baseball side of things, and he wanted to go somewhere that can help him develop in that sport. Now, with that in mind, you might be asking yourselves now, how in the world could this happen with South Carolina's official visit? How is it that a prospect this good both on the football field and the baseball diamond comes on an official visit to the school and he doesn't really get to have any interaction with the staff or really find out all about the baseball program. Are there any reasons maybe why either party wouldn't want the other regarding the baseball side of this recruitment? Well, I will say this. I don't know how much a coach like Shane Beamer and Coach Mark Kingston on the baseball side of things would communicate when it comes to prospects like this. I do have to imagine they would keep in touch periodically just to see maybe where the prospect is sort of leaning at that moment in time regarding their side of things. However, I do not believe that maybe Shane Beamer would have so much control over Mark Kingston that he would dictate to him and his staff that they would have to be in town on a certain date for a certain prospect's recruitment. And while I don't know maybe why Mark Kingston and the staff wouldn't have been here for that date, it seems like it would have been a pretty significant error on their end, and quite frankly, borderline stupid, when you have a guy that, again... This talented of a baseball prospect, and you would not even go out of your way to potentially be there at Founders Park. At least that's what I gather based on reading Jeremy Johnson's article that he did with Dylan Lonergan after his official visit. So obviously, this could have snubbed Dylan Lonergan in a really big way. Could have made him feel like that maybe he wasn't a priority on the baseball side. Now, another thing to keep in mind, of course, is Mark Kingston right now is hanging on by a thread with his job. After this past season, being the first losing season for South Carolina baseball since the late 1990s, Mark Kingston is more than likely going to get one final season to try and right the ship. And you've seen that with his transfer portal recruiting that he's done this offseason. And I'll get into more in another show later down the road. But the point is that he is not exactly the most secure head baseball coach in the SEC right now. And I have to imagine Dylan Lonergan and his family have taken this into account. Plus, there's the potential of Dylan Lonergan possibly just entering his name into the Major League Baseball draft, signing a contract, and going pro, meaning that he wouldn't wind up playing for anybody that he was considering with his football recruitment. And again, John Garcia mentioned this on our interview that I did with him last Thursday, that he is one of the most highly tied baseball prospects for his class. I mentioned earlier he's a 10 out of 10 by Perfect Game. And Nick Sapin apparently has been on the record saying he would allow him to play baseball. So... Could the potential for him leaving or not being able to spend all of his time towards football and maybe even getting hurt during baseball season affecting, therefore, his ability to play quarterback for South Carolina? Did that maybe sort of sour, resting on Shane Beamer and this coaching staff's mind as time went on? Maybe. That is a big maybe, though. Again, this is all speculation. But if I have to point to one area where things could have fallen apart, I would have to think that this is what ended up being a deal breaker between Dylan Lonergan and South Carolina. So overall, the reason why I think Dylan Lonergan ended up at Alabama in the end, besides all the stuff, of course, that they can throw out there with the national championships, the development of quarterbacks, the offensive system that they have, now being extremely quarterback friendly, you name it. I have to feel like that this recruitment played out the way it did because of something that happened on South Carolina's end. Again, I just can't get past his comments from his official visit. Based on the fact that From the article I mentioned with Jeremy Johnson, it seemed like that everything was all good on the football side of things. But when it came to baseball, they were super far apart. And yet, despite all of that, and there being a little bit of uncertainty regarding the baseball side, South Carolina seemed to be the perceived favorite still, even for a little while after his official visit to South Carolina. And the other thing with how this recruitment ended is that, Stanford wasn't even given a puncher's chance at the end of the day based on insider and expert predictions across all these different recruiting services. And Stanford, at least to me, seemed like up till this past Friday that they had a solid chance here to land again, maybe even a little better chance than South Carolina did before all the smoke started to go towards Alabama. So this was definitely a weird ending to this recruitment. And obviously it's one that is going to sting for South Carolina fans, considering the fact that we did lead for Dylan Loner again for a significant amount of time. So, the last question you may have with all of this: how does this change South Carolina's strategy when it comes to recruiting the quarterback position for the 2023 cycle? But before I do all of that, I have a quick word for my friends over at Bet Online. Betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information, where you'll find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including college football and NFL futures regular season Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC all the way to boxing. BetOnline acts as a continuous source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and much, much more. So be sure to head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, I have to say, I think at this point, South Carolina is probably going to stand Pat for the rest of this cycle. And especially considering the fact that they've already gotten Dante Reno committed for the 2024 class, I think they feel very comfortable in the fact that they have him in the fold, and with the guys they have on the roster right now, y'all got to remember, they brought in Spencer Rattler, obviously, through the transfer portal this past offseason. They also signed two four-star quarterbacks in Tanner Bailey from Alabama and Brayden Davis out of Delaware. They are very excited about both those guys. Brayden Davis has a mixture of mobility and solid passer traits, and it shows a lot of leadership. And Tanner Bailey, a lot like Dante Reno from the film that I remember watching from this past recruiting cycle- He showcases a lot of really good traits in terms of maneuvering around the pocket, being able to throw the ball with touch and with a lot of accuracy wherever the ball ends up going. So South Carolina's got a lot of reason to like, admittedly, where they stand at quarterback right now. Again, that does not mean... That, you know, we didn't need Dylan Lundgren at the end of the day. It's always nice to be able to get one really solid quarterback prospect every recruiting class. That's what the most elite programs in college football do on a consistent basis. But does that mean now that South Carolina is hitting the full-blown panic mode button? No. It does not whatsoever. There's not papers flying all over the place. There's not offices that are literally on fire, and Shane is having to grab a fire extinguisher and try to put all this fire out. That's not happening in the football operations building right now. I think South Carolina does like where they stand at quarterback, and if anything, if Reno decides to reclassify, then we can have a really interesting conversation about four-star quarterback Jaden Bradford out of IMG Academy for the 2024 recruiting class. But again, that's all stuff that will have to be saved for a later date depending on how things end up there. So, with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all. Thirdly, enjoyed it. What were your thoughts on how this entire recruitment ended? I do ask that, again, I understand that some of y'all, from an emotional standpoint, you might not be very happy with how things ended, but I will say, if you go into the comment section down below on my YouTube page for this video, I ask that you please keep things civilized. There's no need to attack a kid who is 17, 18 years old, making one of the biggest decisions of his young adult life up to this point. And there's no reason to bash Alabama or say he's not going to end up doing anything there and he'll just end up training. There's no need to say that stuff. Listen, just wish him luck and understand that, again, this is not an end-all, be-all recruiting battle. We are still in a decent spot right now. We got Dante Rear for 2024. Everything as of right now is totally and completely fine. So just make sure to take a few deep breaths and remain calm on all that. But another thing is, you know, do you maybe disagree with my idea that maybe South Carolina will stand pat on quarterbacks for this cycle do you think maybe we need to go after another quarterback I do want to hear your thoughts again keep things civil in the comment section down below or you can also send me a message at a line underscore sc on twitter and I will be sure to respond to it as quickly as I see it so but again that's going to do it for today's show the Locked On Gamecocks podcast hope y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday and I will catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast